Welcome to Central Parish Radio's podcast. You're about to listen to Pastor E.E. Adeboe's ministration at the monthly Holy Ghost service. Please listen and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Why don't you go ahead, lift up your hands to the Most High God and bless His holy name. Worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Ancient of Days, the God of the Youth. Why don't you praise him who will never get tired? The one who never grows old. The I am that I am. The ancient of days. Praise him. Praise our savior, our healer, our provider, our all in all. Magnify his holy name. It's worthy to be praised. It's worthy to be adored. It's worthy to be magnified. Praise Him. He reigns supreme. He reigns forever. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your holy name. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we worship. You are the mighty God, the great I am. Hallelujah, hallelujah, you are the mighty God, the great I am, hallelujah, hallelujah, you are the tribe of Judah, the owner of the earth and the fullness thereof. Glory be to your holy name, Lord. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God Almighty, for January, 
We thank you for February. We thank you for March. We thank you for April. We thank you for May. We thank you for June. We thank you for July. We thank you for August. We thank you for September. Father, we thank you for October. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. Thank you for your mercy over Nigeria. It is of your mercy that we are not consumed. And that mercy that has preserved us, we know that same mercy will be there for us. Father, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Tonight, in your own special way, please exceed our expectations. In healings, in deliverance, in breakthroughs, in miracles, in signs, in wonders, in salvation, exceed our expectations and we'll give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Well, let someone shout hallelujah. Well, wave to two or three people and tell them, God, we exceed your expectations tonight. And then you may please be seated, except those who are born in the month of October. If you are born in October, shout a big hallelujah. Father, we commit all your children born in the month of October into your hands. October is the 10th month. And 10 is double five. The month of double grace. We commit all these your children into your hands. Let your grace upon them be double. Let their promotions be double. Let their miracles be in doubles. Double their joy. Double their success. Double their victories. Let it be well with them. And let today mark a new beginning for them. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Well, if you are born in October, shout a big double grace. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, if Jesus tarries, the November Holy Ghost service will be God bless you, part 10. And it will be subtitled, The Appointed Time. The Appointed Time. 
We want to bless the name of the Lord for the youth convention. This year's youth convention is the best we have had so far. You know, the program started from the beginning of the week. And I'm telling you, I have been tremendously blessed. Um, the hand of God was upon the speakers like never before. The, many of them spoke even beyond what they planned. to say because God answered my prayers that I want a very special youth convention and he gave me one uh, I think you should help me shout hallelujah to God now before I go to the presentations that have been made thus far I want to make a very quick announcement and it's very important. I have been bombarded by many people who have been asking me what is my stand on vaccination for COVID-19. I've not said anything about that because I believe it, it borders on a national issue. And when something is on a national level, that belongs to the big boys, the, the bishop, the archbishops, not to a small pastor like me. It's a topic that uh, President of Khan, President of PFN could speak on. And I'm a man under authority, so I kept my mouth shut. So what I'm saying now, I'm not saying to Nigeria. I'm saying to you, my children. Who am I talking to? Say, hey, let me hear you now. <laughs> so what I'm saying does not necessarily uh, represent the view of the Christian Association of Nigeria or the Pentecostal Fellowship of Nigeria. This is just my view vis-a-vis -vis the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Safety is of the Lord. It is of the mercies of God that we were not consumed. If we are to go by what scientists said, what the highly trained, intelligent, scientific people said, oh God, 
we should be counting the number of deaths in Nigeria by hundreds of thousands. That's what they projected. But there is a God who answers prayers. And he's still here today. When he told me January 1st, 2020, that the world is going to behave like a child in convulsion. And I think I told you. When he said later, not too long after that, that the whole world will have compulsory holiday, I didn't know all the details because we know in part. We only know what he tells us. And God is not a talkative. So those who are always prophesying per second, per second, I wonder which God is talking to them. But as soon as it became clear that we were in for very, very serious trouble, and people began to, and the scientists began to say, hey, what's going to happen to Africa now? I cried to God. I reminded him of the prayers of the elders that a cow that has no tail, it is God who will be chasing away the flies for that cow. So I cried to him, my God, please, we have no help but you. Help us. We have an enemy we can't see. And unfortunately, the majority of our doctors are not even around. They've gone to look for greener pastures. The facilities are not there. Many of the hospitals that who treat highly infectious diseases have been shut down for years. Help us. And he spoke back to me. I said, son, I've had your cry. I'm not talking to the country. I'm talking to you, my children. He said to me, son, only those people whose time has come will die from this virus. He told me himself. He didn't send a prophet. So let me tell you one thing, first and foremost, and I think I've said this one before at Ebutemet at, at the beginning of this year, don't be afraid. 
Now, don't be afraid does not mean be careless. Remember I told you, I mean, you know my stand on cleanliness. You know how much time we devote to sanitation during our conventions. You know that. So if this thing has taught you nothing at all other than being clean, glory be to God. But don't be afraid, okay? You will not die before your time. I think I read it in the news or one, one newspaper or the other some days ago that the average number of people in Nigeria who die from snake bite is 2,000 a year. <laughs> if that is the case and coronavirus has been with us for almost two years, and the number of people who are dead is less than 4,000. That means snake bite is killing more people than coronavirus. And I told you then that this thing is just one of the noisome pestilences. The thing is just noisome, very loud. So, don't be afraid. If your time comes, there's nothing anybody can do to keep you here. Coronavirus or no coronavirus, I should know that. And you should know that. Now, having said that, I have never said to you, don't be vaccinated. You've never heard that from me. Rather than live in fear or doubt, get vaccinated. If you believe that getting vaccinated will put your mind at rest, huh, then go ahead. Daddy, are you saying that you too could be vaccinated? Uh, if there are nations in the world that say I cannot come to preach the gospel there because of vaccination. I will do anything for Jesus Christ. If vaccination or no vaccination is going to hinder me from doing the work God has called me to do, even if they ask me to be vaccinated a hundred times, I will be vaccinated. So don't ever 
say that you heard from me that I said you should not be vaccinated. I laughed when I heard that some governors were making it compulsory for people to be vaccinated before they can go to church. I said, ha. Where the devil failed, some people are trying. Because the moment this virus business came, the first place they want to attack was the church. The very people who are praying to stop this thing, they said we shouldn't meet. But thank God we overcame that. And it's doubly funny when I now heard that unless you are vaccinated, you can't even go to the bank. I said, ah. I think they must have been misquoted. They must have been because if they say unless you are vaccinated, you can't go to the bank. And the number of uh, vaccination was whatever available in the country is less than 10% of the population <laughs> it means that 90% can't go to the bank but I laugh because they gave us enough notice that those who have money in the bank can quickly go and collect and we can go back to the original method of uh, banking you know how our fathers used to bank their money? They put it in pots and bury it at the back of their house. But all these things are necessary to make us laugh. Because in the Nigeria of today, if we don't laugh, Listen to me, my children. Tomorrow will be all right. So keep on laughing, all right? The joy of the Lord is your strength. The Bible says rejoice. And again I say rejoice. Let me hear somebody shout hallelujah. Okay. Now let's go to the business of today. I think I've gotten that one out of the way. My children today again have done very well. Very, very well. Things are getting better each time we got these people to minister. Uh, I won't say too much because time has gone. The various choir have been very good. Very good. I want to especially uh, appreciate the choir of Zone 3. Not only because they sang very well, 
But the moment the preacher looked at them, halfway through their song, they stopped. That's discipline. That's discipline. Because some of the choir, long after the preacher said enough, they will say, ah, you haven't had anything yet. We will show you today that we can sing. But the, 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 the one who was leading the song was in the middle of a verse. The preacher looked in that direction and he stopped there. Let's give those people a big, big ovation. As for the preachers, oh my, oh my. They were all very good, but uh, uh, just a little correction. I know this is, uh, you know I'm your coach, right? You, <laughs> I'm sure you'll be surprised if I don't make some corrections. Uh -huh. the, <laughs> the first preacher forgot that uh, not everybody here is younger than 40. He just kept on saying, jump up and shout. Jump up and shout. Ah. I said, oh God. <laughs> if we go keep jumping up and shouting, by the time we get to zone number three, we will be falling asleep. <laughs> But he did a great job. So let's give the first young man a big, big round of applause. The second brother also did a very good job. He didn't ask us to jump up too many times. But uh, he forgot to end up in prayer. The preacher must conclude the sermon by praying for the congregation. That is important. Our brother from the north. Has to be expected. Because. It, I've said it before. It's probably because. Things are hot up there. That makes the preachers exceedingly hot. That was good. That was good. That was good. And then the last preacher. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. But somehow he must have spied my notes. By the time I add a little bit that I'm going to add, you will wonder, uh, how come? Because he just began to talk along my... I said, well, that's okay. It makes my job easy. I would simply say, well, as my son said. <laughs> Let's give the Lord a big round of applause for our children. 
We have a great future. Our tomorrow will be all right. Well, I'm not going to ask you to jump up. I will simply say shout hallelujah. My own text too is Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 20 to 21. Ephesians 3 from verse 20 to 21. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us unto him be glory in the church by christ jesus throughout all ages world without end amen i would have loved to spend quality time on verse 20 but maybe a day will come when we will look at that in some details because some of the one of the boys before me touched on that, that one, God is able, two, is not just able, but able to do, three, he probably should have been able to, should probably have gone to abundantly, God is able to, God is able to do abundantly and then he could even exceed what is already abundant and then above all that we ask and then above all that we think and then according to in proportion to to what the power and you know somebody's emphasize that word which power the one that is working in us that verse alone would have been enough food for tonight. But then, because of our limited time, what is expectation? And many of my children gave some beautiful expectations, a definition of expectation. I would want to define expectation in the language that the market woman will understand by saying expectation is what will happen subject to all things being equal. All things being equal, in June, in Nigeria, it will rain. 
that's our expectation for June. All things being equal, if you have a job, at the end of the month, you will be paid. That is expectation of all those who have a job. All things being equal. That means if you are not sacked before the end of the month, if the place of work does not burn down, if somebody has not lied against you to say you stole company property, you know, all things being equal, at the end of the month, you'll be paid. That's expectation. What will happen if all things are equal? Let me give you another explanation of what we mean by expectation. When a child is born and it's a girl, all things being equal, after a certain age, she should become a mother. All things being equal. There is a potential in a baby girl that one day, all things being equal, she will give birth. And as she begins to grow towards that age, everything she needs to become a mother which was uh, were already in her when she was born, will begin to manifest. A girl doesn't go to the market at the age of, shall we say, 14, 15, to go and buy breasts. No, no, no. The, the breasts are already inside there, waiting to manifest at the correct time. All things being equal. All things being equal. <laughs> you will leave here with a testimony. <laughs> so when a boy is born, a child is born and is a boy. All things being equal, he will become a father someday. That is the expectation. Now, if this boy should be married, say by the age of 20, and he got the first baby at the age of 21, 
and that baby is a girl. All things being equal, that boy who has now become a father can become a grandfather around the age of 40 something. If his first grandchild is a girl, all things being equal, he could become a great grandfather in the 60s. If the child born at that time is a girl, <laughs> all things being equal, if the man doesn't die before then, he could become a great great grandfather in the 80s, and so on and so forth. But not everybody will become a great, great grandfather. That all things being equal, the boy will become a father, not my expectation. That all things being equal, before he dies, he could become a grandfather, not my expectation. But when all of a sudden you find someone who's becoming great, 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 great grandfather, uh, that's one is, is exceeding expectations. Uh, I, I hope you understand but now. Okay. <laughs> now, like the brother who spoke before, <laughs> the last brother who spoke said, when we are talking about expectations, there are basically two perspectives. Two. God's perspective and your own perspective, man's perspective. There is nothing too hard for God to do. As a matter of fact, his name is Jehovah El Shaddai. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Genesis 17, verse 1. The first time God introduced himself to man, he said, I am Jehovah El Shaddai. And Bible scholars say Jehovah El Shaddai means Jehovah, your mother's breast. That's why they call him the God who is more than enough. There is enough milk in your mother's breast to feed four children at the same time. And it's the children who will say, we don't want any more. The milk will still be flowing. So it is an easy thing for Jehovah El Shaddai to exceed all expectations. Physically, he has the ability to heal just one fellow and leave the place. John chapter 5 from verse 2 to 14. John 5 from verse 2 to 14. He can heal you first and then inform you how to remain well. 
But then in Matthew chapter 8 from verse 14 to 17, Matthew 8 verse 14 to 17, the Bible tells us that he could heal all. He could meet the expectation of everybody. Why? Is Jehovah El Shaddai. Which is why I'm prophesying in his name. And all of you who are here tonight in need of healings, all of you who are listening to me tonight in need of healings, receive your healing. But when you read the story of Naaman, which that brother mentioned also in 2 Kings chapter 5 from verse 1 to 14, 2 Kings 5 from verse 1 to 14, he can heal the one that is incurable. Like the testimonies we have already heard tonight. But he can go beyond that. He can exceed the expectation of the incurable. Because when a man went for healing, all he wanted was that the leprosy would be gone. He wasn't expecting that there would be no scars left. When somebody has leprosy, one of the signs of leprosy is that the fingers will be cut off, the toes will be cut off, the nose will be disfigured, when God healed Naaman, there were no scars left. The fingers that had, been, that had dropped off came back. The Bible says his skin came back to him like that of a newborn baby. I pray in the name that's above every other name. When God heals you today, the sign that you have ever been sick before will not even be there. I remember the testimony of one young man who used to be our director of music. He said that when we say there's someone here and something is happening, he said he never believed. But then he had this problem that a boil will appear on any part of his body when the boil breaks some stinking water will flow out of it and then the thing will heal but it will leave a scar and the scars were all over his body and then as we were ministering it was in the old auditorium God spoke and said there is someone here the scars are gone and he said, ah, I'm the one who have scars. He ran to the toilet to check, and the scars were gone. If you have never received a miracle before, receive one right now. God can exceed your expectations 
financially. Psalm 24 verse 1. Psalm 24 verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Haggai chapter 2 verse 8. Haggai 2 verse 8 says, The silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord. Psalm 50 verse 9 to 10. Psalm 50 verse 9 to 10 says, The cattle upon a thousand hills are mine. Philippians 4 verse 19. Philippians 4 verse 19 says, My God shall supply all your needs. And Bible scholars have said, all, all he said there is your needs, not your wants. But I want you to know, my God can exceed your expectations. And one of the boys mentioned the fact, he mentioned Second Kings chapter 4, from verse 1 to 7. That's why I thought maybe they saw my notes. In 2 Kings chapter 4, from verse 1 to 7, there was a widow. When he ran to Elisha for help, all she wanted was that her debt would be paid. But after the debt was cleared, she had enough to last for the rest of her life. Because God exceeded our expectation. I decree in the name of the one who called me, not only are you going to get out of debt, you will never need to borrow again. In John chapter 6, from verse 5 to 13, John 6 from verse 5 to 13, when Jesus Christ wanted to feed 5,000 men, not counting women and children, with the launch of a small boy, not only were they all fed, there were still left over to feed 12 baskets. He exceeded their expectations. In John chapter 2, from verse 1 to 11, John chapter 2, from verse 1 to 11, at the wedding in Canaan of Galilee, not only did he exceed the expectation of the bridegroom or the mother of Jesus who said they need wine. All they wanted was something to drink to keep the party going. But God exceeded their expectation, not only in quantity, but in quality. The MC said, uh-uh. When people are drunk, they bring out the worst wine. But now, when people are drunk, in your own case, you brought the best wine. In the name of the one who can exceed all expectations, your best is yet to come. And God can... Thank you, Lord. The Lord said there is someone, I suspect the fellow is here. The doctor said that there is a hole in the heart of your child. 
go for another checkup. The hole is gone. The God can exceed your expectation. Ah. Daddy wants me to tell someone who, who is becoming fretful because of all the dangers, kidnappers, this, that. The Lord asks me to tell you, relax, safety belongs to me. God can exceed your expectation maritally. One of the boys had already mentioned that one also. Uh, let me just take one example that he mentioned. He said, Anna asked for only one child, and God gave her six. First Samuel chapter 2, from verse 20 to 21. She asked for one. She got six. I have a feeling God is talking to a woman here in particular. When your children begin to come, you are going to need assistance. Because they become a multiples. God can exceed your expectations spiritually. And I like that one very much. Because he says in Psalm 23 verse 5, Psalm 23 verse 5, Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. I've told you before that when I was doing a study of Psalm 23 for the first time, and I got to that place, I asked God, when the cup was full, why don't you stop? Why the wastage? He said, I just want him to know there is much more where this one is coming from. I don't know if you can believe it. But one of the children said, hey, you, if you want to exceed, you must be a man or woman of faith. But I am decreeing to somebody here tonight, God is going to give you more anointing than he has given me. only can he deliver a madman. He can turn him to an evangelist. You know the story. Mark chapter 5 from verse 2 to 20. All that that madman could ever expect is that he will be free from the demons. But God exceeded his expectations he set him free and turned him to an evangelist. He took a man who himself said that he was a chief among sinners. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. That's all of Tassos. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. He said, I am the chief of all sinners. But God took that man not only did he save his soul, not only did he call him into the ministry, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 5, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 5, the Almighty God turned him to 
the chiefest of the apostles. There's somebody here today who does not even know that it could be used of God. But I'm assuring you in the name that's above every other name, you are going to preach Christ throughout the whole world. If you are the one, let me hear you say amen loud and clear. <clears throat> now, let's go to individuals because there's a lot more to say on that, but my children have covered almost all the grounds. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord. The Lord said there's someone here. You've lost so many opportunities that by now, if the best nickname they could give you will be lost in transit. Because anytime miracle is coming, before it arrived, it's gone. The Lord asked me to tell you, by the time I finish with you, your nickname will be restored completely. Now the rest of the rest of the sermon, if I don't finish it, you can find in the song that we sang. If you pay attention to our songs, you will notice we don't just compose. Every song is telling a story. The song of tonight is a prophecy to you that you can exceed expectations. That's looking at the individual perspective. You can exceed expectations by linking up with God. You can exceed all human expectations by linking up with God. The first verse of that song says, I'm going to excel in strength. Why? Because I am linked to him who can never fail. Because the Bible said clearly that those who wait upon the Lord, Isaiah chapter 40 from verse 28 to 31, Isaiah 40, 28 to 31, that they, those who wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. That first verse says, I can walk, I can run, I won't faint, I will mount with wings like an eagle. It is wrong to say that as soon as you get to a certain age, you become, you become weak. It all depends on who you are linked with. And some of you listen to me from now on, as you grow older, you will get stronger. Some years ago, some, some of my children, young ones, 
they decided to go with me a fishing. And uh, on that particular day, we took off from Port Harcourt. Traveled by road. We stopped on the waves, the name of Akure, Elisha, Oshogbo, Ofa. And finally, we got to Ilorin around 8 p.m. We, we left at 6 a.m. And uh, the children say, ah, thank God, at long last we are going to rest. I said, but uh, they are waiting for us at Lokoja. Ah, are we going to Lokoja tonight? I said, of course, we are going to Lokoja. Finally, we got to, <laughs> we got to Lokoja around 11 p.m. Uh, after whatever we wanted to do, we ate and uh, we got to bed around 1 a.m. By 5 a.m., I woke them up. It's time to go. Ah. I had to be praying for the driver that he won't fall asleep. Then we came to uh, Oyo, Ibadan, and on my list, we still have to go to Abekuta, Ilaro, and so on. But when I got to Ibadan, I just felt in my spirit that some people must have been praying. So I announced, I said, let's go home. We have tried. All of them shouted, Hallelujah! They were not the one preaching. They were just sitting in the car with me. Traveling alone, got them tired. But it is possible never to be tired. I decree in the name that's above every other name, from now on, every day, God will renew your strength. You can exceed expectations even in life what the bible says in psalm 90 verse 10 psalm 90 verse 10 is that we are normally to live up to 70 or maybe 80. but moses lived up to 120 and according to deuteronomy 34 verse 7 deuteronomy 34 verse 7 even at the age of 120 the bible says his eyes were so sharp and he was so strong enough to father a child. Why? Because God said in Psalm 91 from verse 14 to 16, Psalm 91, 14 to 16, he said, with long life will I satisfy him. Whether the devil likes it or not, you will not die before your time. God can exceed your expectations materially. But one of the boys had already mentioned that one too. When Solomon gave that 1,000 bond offering and God visited him, all he wanted, all he expected was wisdom and understanding. But God exceeded 
his expectations. He gave him money beyond what he can ever spend. He gave him long life. He never fought a single war. At a time when kings go to war every year, God can exceed your expectations materially and otherwise. Now, God, through you, can show the world that you as an individual can exceed all expectations spiritually. Acts chapter 5 from verse 14 to 16. Acts 5 from verse 14 to 16. It tells you about a man called Peter, a fisherman, whose shadow began to heal the sick. You can be the next fellow that God will use in that manner. Every time I read anything in the Bible, what comes to my mind is if God can do it for that fellow and is no respecter of persons, he can do it for me. You are going to exceed all expectations as to minister in the power of the Holy Spirit. I can tell you, I can remind you, but time has gone. But some of you remember that time in the very first auditorium by the, by the expressway when God suddenly said that there are some people who have serious back pain and that they've, never, they've not been able to touch their toes for a long time. And he asked me to call them out, and I did. And I thought he was going to ask me to lay hands on them or to slap their back or something. He said I should dance around them. If I didn't know the voice of the Lord, I would have said, dance? Why will I say I'm dancing? I'm rejoicing because your back is paining. But I danced. And after I finished dancing, in obedience, like one of the boys said, God said, that's enough. Tell them to touch their toes. And they were all healed. Nobody laid hands on them. But the Almighty God wanted to demonstrate his power. That kind of anointing, that anointing to exceed expectations in ministry. Receive it tonight in Jesus' name. Now you can exceed expectations spiritually because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. Mm. Thank you, Father. I'll be very special for someone. When we were at Elisha Grammar School, there was one of us in, in my class who failed at the end of one year. So we left him behind. We moved on. 
we now struggled finally he too finished and then went to the university like many of us did but by the time many of us who thought we were brilliant we are lecturing in the university struggling that fellow became a vice chancellor of one of the prestigious universities in Nigeria. The Lord asked me to tell you that story because he said there is someone here is going to move you from the title of left behind to the title of arrived first. You can exceed in spiritual gifts. You can exceed expectations. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31, the Bible says, Covet earnestly the best gifts. There are many of us, all we want from God, all our expectations from God is at least one spiritual gift and many of us if we ask you what gift do you want from god they will simply say the gifts of healings very few people ask for the gift of the working of miracles but god says you can convert earnestly the best gifts you can have the gifts of healings. You can have the gift of the working of miracles. You can have the gift of the word of knowledge. You can have the gift of the word of wisdom. You can have the, will, the uh, gift of the word of prophecy, etc., etc. You can have it all. It all depends on you. After all, he said in John chapter 14, verse 14, John 14, verse 14, he said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. I've told you before what, when I read that passage, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, for the first time, I said, ah, thank you, Lord. I want the anointing on Elijah, plus the anointing on Elisha, plus the anointing on Peter, plus the anointing on the Lord Jesus Christ while he was here on earth, roll everything together and double it. And God spoke to me there and I said, son, you are asking for trouble. Uh, you are the one who said I can ask for anything. Uh, if you ask for it, I can give you only they won't let you rest. How many of you will say I don't care? God just let me exceed expectation spiritually. Anybody like that who wants you want in, enough power to do anything that you wave your hand and the dead will rise. You you wave your hand and the sick will be healed. You wave your hand and handkerchiefs will become anointed and the handkerchief will go and perform miracles. You want that kind of power? I can't hear you. But then let's get a bit, just a little bit of digging deep. It won't be much. I'm about to close. 
you can exceed all expectations in commitment to Christ. You know, somebody gave a definition of a fanatic before. He said a fanatic is somebody who loves Jesus Christ more than you. That's his definition of a Christian fanatic. You can exceed all expectation in your commitment to Jesus Christ. You can love him so much, be ready to serve him beyond the call of duty. Acts chapter 21 from verse 8 to 14. Acts 2, 21. Acts 21 from verse 8 to 14. A prophet came to the company of Paul and said to him, you are going to be bound in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit asked me to go and tell you, you don't have to go. Because if you go there, <clears throat> you are going for, for tr trouble will be waiting. And everybody said, if the Holy Spirit came to tell you, don't go, sit down. He said, what are you talking about? I'm going there to preach. I'm not only ready to be bound, I'm ready to die. That is called exceeding expectations. If I ask all of you who are here, how many of you are ready to go and start a church in America? Ah, as we go. <laughs> how many of you would love to go and start a church in uh, Sweden? Oh, no problem. If I say how many of you are ready to go and start a church in Iran, uh, let me go and pray about it. But I've told you the story before. So one of the stories I had when I was a young Christian that fired me up. A newlywed couple came to a particular country in Africa to preach the gospel as missionaries. They were newlywed. And they got to a place and they saw a big wall around a particular section. And they said, ah, what's going on? Is there a village in there? And the man at the gate said, yes. It's a leper colony. Everybody inside there is a leper. We throw food to them over the wall. And the couple said, has anybody preached Jesus Christ to them before? And the man again said, what are you talking about? Maybe you don't understand. Anybody who goes in there doesn't come out. But we want to preach to them. I mean, if nobody had ever spoken to them, we will want to go. The man at the gate said, it looks as if you don't understand. If you go in there, you are not coming out. 
And the husband, the young husband, looked at the young wife. Darlene, what do you say? The wife said, All that Jesus Christ said is go. He didn't say anything about coming back. So they turned to the gatekeeper. He opened the door. And they went in. And the door was shut. That's one couple I'm going to look up when I get to heaven. You can exceed in commitment to Christ. You can exceed in your consecration to him. That's an area where it should be easy for you as an individual to make up your mind. I'm going to exceed all expectations. In Philippians chapter 3. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Daddy. Oh, Daddy asked me to tell someone, he said, uh, all the people who want you dead are gone except one. And he asked me to tell you the remaining one, unless he comes to beg you, is not going to see the new year. In Philippians chapter 3, from verse 7 to 11, Philippians 3, 7 to 11, Paul said, All things that were gained to me, I let it go. Why? That I may win Christ. So that surrender all to him. Because I want to know him more. I want to be allowed to have a taste, not only of his power, of resurrection, but even the fellowship of his suffering. So I give all to him. I surrender all. If I live, I will live for him. If I die, that will be gain. Consecration. That closeness, that total surrender to God, I say, whether I live or I die, I don't care. I belong to Jesus. You can exceed expectation of your friends along that line. Again, I told you a story that I had when I was young. That a lady evangelist came to Africa, preached in a, a village, and people there got born again. And then she said, any other village? I said, oh, there is one up there. But there are many lions along the way. And the way they have been roaring means they have been hungry for quite a while. And she said, but I want to go there to preach. And they said, 
the lions won't allow you to get there. They will kill you by the way. She said, but I want to go to them. I want to go and preach to them. And one elderly man there said, oh, in that case, I will go with you. The woman looked at her and said, you can't even protect yourself against a lion. How can you protect me? And the old man said, you don't understand. Lions don't kill except when they are hungry. I will go ahead. They will kill me. And while they are eating me, you can go. Consecration. You can exceed expectation in your consecration to God. You can exceed expectations in prayer. You can pray more than everybody else. You can. In 1st Kings chapter 18 from verse 41 to 45. 1st Kings 18 from verse 41 to 45. After Elijah told Ahab, I have heard the sound of abundance of rain. And he told the rest, go and eat. And he said, he went to the top of the mountain, threw himself down, put his face between his knees, and began to pray. Now this was a man who prayed for two minutes and fire fell. Now he wanted rain to fall. And rain refused. He prayed the first time. Prayed the second time. Prayed the third time. He just kept on praying until the rain fell. He want a revival. But are you willing to pray for it? You want anointing? Are you willing to pray? You want breakthroughs? Are you willing to pray? Because in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17, the Bible says you are able to pray without ceasing. You can exceed in prayer. When I became general overseer, our church was big. Headquarters plus 39 branches in one corner of Nigeria. And then I took six of my best friends. <laughs> I can see, see one or two of them here. The rest have gone. And we went to Ilori. And we prayed for 36 hours. Non-stop. When I said non-stop, we'll break for five minutes to go to the toilet and, and then start again. No sleep, nothing, no food. Out there. 
<laughs> you can't be praying that kind of prayer and be eating. After the 36 hours of prayer, I mean, God spoke, told us several things, some of the things that we are seeing now. And I was happy. I released them. They, you know, they all came back to their stations. Oh, thank you, Lord. We prayed for 36 hours. We are prayer warriors now. And then I came across the story of a man who prayed for 30 days and 30 nights. Non-stop. Never slept for 30 nights. Day in, day out. I've not been able to catch up with him. He exceeded all my expectations of praying. You can exceed in prayer. And if you can exceed in prayer, <laughs> if you can just cry unto God and say, I'm not going to let you go, you get to a stage where you will say, all right. Get what you want. One of these days, I will show you a spot on this campground. Some of you have heard about it. I've been crying to God. God, empower me. I was minding my own business as a lecturer in the university when you said I should leave everything and uh, follow you. Eh, I've done that now. I, I can't do this work without power, like that, that young man said. And I remember that night. It was sometime between 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. When I became desperate, and I said to God, it's either you empower me or you take me home. Should be either of the two. That night, he answered, and the old ground shook, and they felt the shaking as far away as Ijebuode when pictures began to drop from the walls. You can exceed expectations in prayer. You can go far, far beyond your colleagues in prayer. You pray that kind of prayer, you will soon exceed in power. You will soon exceed in every other thing if only you can pray. So let me close. My children have been saying again and again, when daddy comes and he makes the altar call, make sure you don't delay. 
can you be praying to a God who said in his word, I don't listen to sinners? How can you be praying to a God who says, Hey, my hand is not shortened that I cannot save, neither my ears heavy that I cannot hear, but sin will be a barrier between you and I, so I can't hear. How can you be praying to a God when you are still living like a child of the devil and you don't want to change? But if you will come to him tonight, he will save your soul. His blood will wash away your sins. And beginning from now, you too can begin to have that kind of fellowship with God that will cause you to excel, that will turn you from an ordinary person to someone who will be a mighty vessel unto honor in the hands of the Most High God. If he can save the soul of Saul of Tarsus and turn him to a chief apostle, he can do the same for you. So if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, I'm not begging you tonight. It's your choice. You, by now you should have sensed that this is not an ordinary Holy Ghost night. This is a... <laughs> This is a night of exceeding. If you want to surrender your life to Jesus, I'm going to count from 1 to 10. By the time I say 10, you should be standing before the altar. Then we'll pray for your salvation before the rest of us will go along with our own prayers. So if you want to come, you can begin to come now as I count. 1. Yeah, thank you. I saw somebody who is serious. He's already running, even when I didn't say run. Two. One of the preachers said tonight there's going to be a call to destiny. I think this is what she's talking about. God is calling you to come and surrender your life to him so that your destiny can be settled. Three. Those of you who were here yesterday, I, I told you what the man of God said, that there are three reasons why people clap. One is to announce declaration of war to your enemies. The second is to announce your victory over Satan. The third reason is to announce the arrival of the Lord Jesus Christ into your home, into your life, into your situation. Whichever of the three applies to you, clap your hand. Clap your hand. Four. Five. And to those of you in the old auditorium, you are already going to the altar. There are men of God there who attend to you. Six.
Hurry up if you know you are coming. Hurry up. Seven. Eight. Nine. Now those of you already here and those of you before the altar in the old auditorium and those of you in all the viewing centers cry to God now. Ask him to have mercy on you. Ask him to save your soul. Promise him you will serve him. From now on, ask him to be your Lord and your Savior. Promise him that from now on you will obey him and obey him completely. That is you just have mercy and wipe away your sins. The rest of us, stretch your hands towards your brothers and sisters and intercede for them. That God will have mercy on them and save their souls. That the blood that washed you clean will wash them clean also. Let's go ahead and cry to the Almighty God for the salvation of these souls. Thank you. Hurry up, those of you who are still on the way, I want to pray for salvation now. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your word. And thank you for these people who have decided to come and surrender their lives to you. Please receive them in Jesus' name. Save their souls. Let your blood wash away their sins. Write their names in the book of life. And I pray, Lord God Almighty, that from now on, whenever they cry unto you, you answer them by fire. Thank you, Almighty God. And Father, I'm praying that in a moment when the rest of us are crying to you, when they too cry to you, answer them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, those of you who have come forward, those of you who have surrendered your life to Jesus, I want to rejoice with you. From now on, by the grace of God, I'll be praying for you. So if you turn to your left, you will see somebody there lifting up a placard. Follow him. It will take you to where some pastors are waiting. They will collect some information from you, your name, your address, your prayer request, so that I can continue to be praying for you. God bless you. You can begin to go now. Thank you. Follow the counselor. Follow the counselor. If you don't want to clap for Jesus, don't clap at all. If you want to clap, then clap very well.
want to write down your prayer points. Number one, you want to praise God for his mercy that has preserved you to this moment. Praise God for his preserving mercy. Praise him. Then number two, I'm going to cry to him and say, Father, you are the all-sufficient God. Please be generously merciful to me My family, your church, and my nation be generously merciful to me, my family, your church, and my nation. Number three. Father, let me be excellently healthy, excellently healthy. No ache, no pain, no, no ailment of any type, excellently healthy. Number four, Father, let me exceed all expectations, materially. Let me exceed all expectations, materially. Number five, Father, anoint me beyond my wildest expectations. Anoint me beyond my wildest expectations. Number six. Father, empower me to serve you beyond human expectations. Father, empower me to serve you beyond all human expectations. Number seven. Father, let my testimonies 
exceed all expectations. Let my testimonies exceed all expectations. And then finally, will be your private request. Anything you want from God, but pray. Pray tonight like you have never prayed before. The altar is open, and I'm going to ask you to come if you want, and then we pray for just 15 minutes because time is fast spent but even the 15 minutes let it shake the ground cry unto him exceed all expectations in the intensity of your prayer even with the 15 minutes that you have go ahead He's here. He still answers prayers. Call on him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Savior. Hallelujah, Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. 
Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. The Lord will grant your request. Your testimonies will be beyond expectations. Your miracles, your breakthroughs will exceed expectations. The anointing of God upon your life we exceed expectations. Your victories, your shouts of joy, we exceed expectations. Your promotion, your breakthroughs, we exceed expectations. The way the Almighty God will use you for His glory, we exceed expectations. It shall be well with you. And your joy will overflow. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Let me hear you shout hallelujah. I will go back to our seats. And then we just say thank you to God and be on our way. And don't forget, next month, our theme is the appointed time. I believe that the appointed time of someone has already started even now. And let's take our Thanksgiving offering. And with exceeding great joy and happiness, we will dance to the nearest basket and drop our offering to the Almighty God. Thank you, Father. I think the, the band can continue to play. And as soon as you are ready, you go to the nearest basket, dancing, rejoicing, and drop your offering. Over to you, band. Excellent, he's still doing marvelous things for us. Marvelous.
What a marvelous God, what a powerful God. He has done marvelous things for me. What a glorious God, he's so excellent. He's still doing marvelous things for me. Marvelous God, thank you Lord. the closing blessings I understand that my children at CRC school Shagamu uh, 
that your school turns uh, 25 today. So you can come forward so that I include you in my closing prayer. Come forward very quickly, students from CRC Shagamu. Let's clap for the Almighty God for 25 years. of academic excellence. They have produced students who are, who have been to Harvard, who have been to the great universities of the world. Very, very special children, very, very special school. Keep on clapping, keep on clapping for them as they come. Glory be to God. And I like your uniform. Beautiful. Glory be to God. Will you please stretch your hands towards these students and Pray for them. Pray that whatever you want to happen to your own children, wish them. If you want your children to succeed in life, pray that these children will keep on succeeding. If you want your children to remain healthy and strong, if you want your children to become mighty leaders of nations and great men and women of God, please pray for them. Wish them whatever you will wish your children. For just one minute, intercede for them. Thank you, Father. And pray for their teachers also, that it will be well with these teachers, that God will give them wisdom, understanding, so that they will guide this children right. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. My Father and my God, I want to thank you for these wonderful children of yours. I want to thank you for their institution that is turning 25 today. I thank you for all the miracles you have done in the past. I thank you for the teachers that have already worked there and those who are working there now. Father, on behalf of all of them, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Father, we commit these children, their teachers, their pastors, all of them into your hands. Father, please take care of them. Let it be well with them. Give them divine wisdom. Give them divine understanding. Let them excel academically. In every area of their lives, let it be well with them. And I pray that they too will serve you excellently. Thank you, my Father and my God. And Father, please accept the offering of your children. Sanctify it. Use it for your glory. And everyone who had given you tonight, I pray, Lord God Almighty, that their prosperity will exceed every kind of understanding. 
Bless them so much, Lord God Almighty, that they be lending to nations. I pray, Lord God Almighty, that these your children who have given you tonight will never borrow again. I pray that none of them will ever have to beg for bread. I pray that the kind of wealth that will last for generations, you will pour into them in Jesus' name. And as your children will be going, please go with them. Let it be well with them. Before the end of next week, let them have mighty breakthroughs. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Now, if you got miracles that have exceeded your expectation, then shout hallelujah, expecting. <laughs>